Welcome back to One Winning Pod, where the Ravens are starring their stretch of two divisional games in 11 days. Very big series of games coming up, but one that we can't overlook. <laughs> the Browns, a good team that has won three out of four games since we last played them. And I think that's kind of the most important place to start. They had their bye week, and they seem to have reset a little bit and started putting together some wins, some against some really good teams. And I think we have to kind of discuss, I mean, we played against uh, Robinson, you know, uh, DTR. I think you know, we'll be playing against Watson in this game unless like his shoulder flares up again. So this is a very different game than what we played a couple weeks ago and, and teams that we know a little bit more about now. Yeah, certainly. Um, it's it's going to be a different matchup than last time. Uh, and it's interesting to say, you know, this is a matchup against the Browns that used to be something you circled as an automatic win. Uh, the Ravens will be going for their first sweep of Cleveland since, uh, since 2020. And really, I mean, since 2017, the, that's the only time the Ravens have swept Cleveland in recent memory. All the rest of the years have been... Uh, split series and even in 2020 that everyone remembers that back and forth game uh, that finally was put to end with the the Justin Tucker game winning field goal. But um, even with that split series, I mean, as far as losses to Cleveland in Baltimore, it's only been one that was 2019. Uh, The Browns just completely surprised the Ravens there, but hopefully that won't be the case this Sunday. Obviously the past two home games, Ravens vastly outperformed our expectations of them. Not that we didn't think they could win those games. We weren't expecting them to win as big as they did. Now we're seeing them come into a game that I I feel like a lot of fans are expecting will be a win um, for the Ravens. But yeah, I think you bring up a good point. Can't overlook this team because the four games they've played post bye week, they've been uh, competitive in every single one of them. So yeah, I think we're going to be facing a team that's going to be a, a little different than last time. Yeah, I mean, I think the the biggest thing with Cleveland, and honestly, Pittsburgh for that matter, um, definitely rely on the strength of their defense right now. I think, uh, you know, like you said last time, I think the Browns defense, they're, they're playing at a really high level. I think the first couple of weeks, everyone was kind of like, okay, Browns are one of the top defenses in the league. It's been a little bit longer now. I think it, some of that has died down a little bit, but still... I think their defense is in the top half of the league. Um, you know, we've talked about him a lot. Starts with Miles Garrett. He's he's the the main guy. Uh, leads the team in sacks, tackles for loss. Um, yeah, and um, you know, I, I think the secondary is still playing at a high level. Um, you know, even even the guys outside of Garrett, I think they ended up having seven sacks against the Cardinals last week. Um, only one of them was actually from Garrett. Um, a couple turnovers as well. Very opportunistic. Um. Yeah, I think the, the the biggest thing I think for the Ravens is honestly the offense can't take a step back. Um, we know that turnovers have plagued them a little bit. Um, they've just been fortunate that the other teams haven't taken advantage. But um, that's how the Browns are going to stay in is if they force turnovers and and score off of those. Let's go and revisit the last four games that they've played since their bye week. They started off beating the 49ers. It was the 49ers' first loss of the year. It was kind of a shock. Uh, 19 to 17 only forced one turnover though. So that's important to note. Then that, that kind of changed quickly. The next week they beat the Colts, which the Ravens didn't do transit property. Are they better? Wait and see. Uh, <laughs> they had four turnovers in that game and, and, and quite, you know, kind of just dominated 
39. Or actually, no, it wasn't dominating. That was a tight game. I forgot about that. 39 to 38. Um, but, but man, with that many turnovers, it's kind of shocking that they put up 38 points. Kind of worth talking about, right? Uh, but then the transitive property bites them in the butt because they lost to the Seahawks. Seahawks were able to come back. We talked about that. Um, that was a, a 20 to 24 matchup. And then they went and played the Cardinals and shut them out. Toon had no answer to their uh, defense and had another three turnovers in that game, the sacks that Chris mentioned. So those were the games that led up to, um, you know, this rematch here later in the season. I think the biggest thing for me is that, granted, they had a bye week to prepare, but being the 49ers is impressive. Uh, Backup quarterback. And they were able to go in there and figure it out. Granted, you know, it was at home, but still, that's a very impressive win, in my opinion. And um, just kind of an indication of what they can do when they're they're playing at their best. Definitely, yeah. And what does give me pause about this game is the fact that this game, like we're saying... You look at these games and you're just like, how is Cleveland as competitive as they were against these teams? It feels like these, with the exception of Arizona, these feel like games that that Brown should have lost, and yet they they won uh, two of those three before the Cardinals game. Um, at the same time, you have to acknowledge the elephant in the room: the Ravens want to sweep Cincinnati. Of course, Cincinnati is is back on track after. Uh, a very rocky first three weeks of the season. Burrow looks very healthy. That game is going to be a very quick turnaround on a, in a primetime atmosphere after this game. Ideally, I'm sure the Ravens want it to be just like the Seattle game. You go up by three scores into halftime, and all your starters are on the bench when the fourth quarter starts, and you're resting up for Thursday night football. But obviously... You know they they can't <laughs> they can't rest on their laurels here. This is a team that's going to fight. This is a division game, and look, every single team in the AFC North has a winning record. That includes Cleveland. They have to feel like they're in it as much as anyone else. They've got Deshaun Watson back. Sure, we'll talk about Deshaun Watson, whether that uh, you know what that really means for that team. But look, they, they, I think this team's going to come in and they're going to give a really strong effort. So. Hopefully the Ravens take the same effort that they took after Detroit, where you know the the word from everyone was who has had uh, access to that locker room was that the team was was acting pissed, acting like you know they didn't play that well, and were just focused on the prize ahead. Because I think this team's going to need to respect the fact that this is a Browns team that is, is going to come in here ready for a fight. Yeah, and uh, you know, I just kind of want to mention too, you, you know, all, all the AFC North teams being a winning record. Um, you know, the Ravens can't be looking over and looking at Cincinnati because right now the Browns and the Bengals and the Steelers all have the same record, five and three. So you know, you lose this one game. You know, yeah, within your within a game and a half um, behind, <laughs> God forbid you lose both. That's starting to look a uh, you know pretty bad at that point you know the the lead that you have over the teams right now in the division can close very rapidly so yeah it's it's certainly something you know i feel like you kind of mentioned peter just you know i feel like it's worth you know reiterating too just like i feel like there 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 are definitely teams now in the league that you know just kind of hang around i feel like the the, the common ones the steelers and not just as like ravens fans i think like around the league i think people kind of look at the steelers team and they're like how are they five and three just makes no sense. 
their offense is just so anemic. Um, you know, obviously <laughs> Steelers fans <laughs> know that, you know, they don't really want their offensive coordinator around. They want to change at that position. Um, they've got players who might have talent, but they're not really sure, but they just really don't know how they're hanging in these games. And ultimately, you know, it comes down to, you know, the Ravens know that they can score a lot of points on people, but you know, I think a lot of these teams like the Browns, like the Steelers are able to hang around because, you know, they're not necessarily there. They're not there to make the big play necessarily. Right. They're just there to honestly survive and treat it like a heavyweight match. Like they'll take the blows, they'll play it safe and hope that, you know, a couple of plays go their way because that, you know, with the game of football, you know, with like, you know, a lot of sports, um, you know, it only takes a few plays of random chance to be able to turn things around. And, uh, you know, it's not a bad, you know, uh, hand to play, I guess, given, you know, your roster and your situation, you know, what have you. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like the, that's going to be the thing with the Browns is, you know, are they going to be able to stay in this game and find a few plays that they need to make? Um, you know, we've, like we said, we, we saw it before with the game, um, you know, before with the Browns, like there were a couple of plays that they, that they made to be able to stay in it. Um, it really was just kind of came down to the quarterback play which was really the difference. Um, now coming in with your starter, things could be a little bit different. Um, you know, we, we know Watson has made some plays. I feel like we kind of got to go into it a little bit now, though, kind of talk about um, what to expect from him. Um, I feel like last time we probably talked about him a little much, not knowing that DTR was going to come in. But uh, let's let's kind of talk it up a little bit now. What what can we expect from, from Watson in this game? Yeah, certainly interesting. This is going to be the first time the Ravens have seen him at home, you know, like, um, MSC Bank has not seen Deshaun Watson since uh, he was a Houston Texan. Um, he was suspended. We saw Brissett last time. We snuck out with a 23-20 to 20 win in that game. And then when we went to play the Browns, it was a letdown game for the Ravens. We lost that game. It was disappointing. I felt like uh, Deshaun didn't play particularly well, but did enough to win. Kind of shot ourselves in the foot in that game. So looking forward, we got to pay attention to the shoulder. I think that's the big thing. Hard to play a quarterback with a bad shoulder, bad throwing shoulder. Um, and that's what he's been nursing since uh, he had that kind of surprise inactive. And then there was like a lot of drama around it, you know, some outward shaming from the coaches and then other people saying, oh, no, that's actually worse than we thought, blah, blah, blah. So it was kind of a weird, weird situation with him. And uh, yeah, now he's back. And I think we have to monitor that because um, they also kind of changed their, his weapons. They traded away Donovan Peoples-Jones. You know, not the biggest playmaker in the world, but he did play a real reasonable part in their offense. So looking forward now, they're going to lean more on Elijah Moore and Amari Cooper. And uh, I guess we'll see, you know, if they're able to make um, big plays like we were talking about last episode. I think for them to succeed, they're going to have to maybe play outside the rules. They're going to have to try to push the ball and see if they're able to beat our defense that way because if they play you know to our defense's uh script so to speak uh it's really difficult to move the ball really difficult to score just ask all the teams we've been playing lately yeah definitely i it's a huge question mark in my opinion um what the ravens can expect going against deshaun watson because we just haven't seen that much of him in cleveland healthy 
the combination of him being healthy and having enough time to with his body reacclimated to the game after that layoff, right? Um, and like Alex, you just said right there, we don't even know if he is going to be healthy, right? The the status of what's going on with his injury, with his shoulder is a little confusing. He had a slow start against Arizona. He, he finished well. The second half was really good, but certainly some struggles in the first half as well. And, and let's also not forget, I mean, he, he did have a decent game against Arizona. At the same time, though, that, that Arizona pass defense has, has been uh, pretty bad. We've seen a lot of players have really big games against Arizona uh, this year. So my biggest thing to say is I just don't know. I just don't know. I, I don't think anyone has really been imp- overwhelmed with what Watson has done this year. Um, that said, he seemed like he might have been on the cusp before the injury against Tennessee, came back against the Colts, looked atrocious, was taken out due to injury, um, and then, yeah, you know, did fine against Arizona, but does that tell us anything? I don't know. So I think that the Ravens just have to have a sound game plan and just come in with the expectation that Watson has the ability to be uh, the all-pro quarterback that he was with Houston um, and just don't overlook it because, you know, say what we will about Watson, he has in the past uh, shown an ability to be one of the best quarterbacks in this league in certain situations. So just got to watch out for it and uh, have a game plan that doesn't overlook the guy, in my opinion. Yeah, I think the for for me, I think the what I'm looking forward to the most, I think, is the Ravens corners against Amari Cooper. Um, you know, I I think he's he's got to be the X factor. I mean, if if the Browns are going to be hanging in this game, Amari Cooper's got to be fed the ball and he's going to be making big plays. Um, you know, obviously things were encouraging with how the Ravens attacked the Seattle group of receivers. Uh, we talked about it in the episode about uh, holding DK to basically only one play the whole game. And, you know, that play by itself was pretty explosive. So um, I think Cooper is one of those guys as well. He can just, you know, he has a tendency to just uh, really get open. He really good, really, really good route runner and just able to make guys miss and, and get enough space to be able to make a play. And he's also a good yak guy as well. So, um, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to be on a Marlowe uh, Stevens, probably going to be, uh, you know, probably going to be mostly those guys, uh, particularly on the outside. But honestly, Cooper's one of those guys who can play anywhere as well. So. Um, yeah, I think if, uh, I think they can do a good job on him. I think the rest of it will kind of take care of itself. Um, you know, obviously there, there's more and, uh, our, our boy James Prochet now over there as well. But, um, I feel like I have a little bit more confidence in the Ravens to play some of that underneath coverage. Honestly, for me, like, it seems like it could be a good opportunity for Hamilton because of his wingspan and being able to play in the slot. Um, I would expect to have him cover a lot of the guys underneath, and maybe he'll be able to get that second pick that he wants. Well, looking more at the offense, another call out is that Jedrick Wills was put on IR today. James Hudson will be starting at left tackle. Always an important position. We were talking about last episode that, you know, Stanley's very important, the left tackle position very important. So uh, with the way our pass rush has been performing, this could be an opportunity to really disrupt their offensive game plan if we're able to come after him in the, on the blind side. Yeah, definitely. Uh, th- their offensive line is a little bit beat up. So, uh, you know, we were able to take advantage of that uh, in the first game. And once again, you know, like we talked about Detroit, like we talked about Seattle, take the run game away. That's something that is 
this offense is, I mean, excuse me, this defense is incredibly capable of. And look, I, I know Jerome Ford, he's made some plays this year. He has, but I think overall, he's not a guy who sh- um, should be too hard to take out of, of the game. Certainly, if you've been able to take out, you know, guys like Kenneth Walker out from the game, you know, that should be fine. Kareem Hunt, his days, best days are behind him. He has done a decent job coming back here and filling in. But again, at this stage in his career, not really a guy who's who's going to run over you and you're not going to have an answer for. So again, just like last time, you know, the it it feels like the game plan's simple for this one, right? Just clamp down on the run and make sure you have a plan for Cooper. And you should be able to keep this offense in check. The last thing you really have to worry about is Watson's scrambling ability, which, you know, doesn't seem to quite be what it was when he, he was younger in his career. The way Queen's tackling right now, I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think another thing that's interesting is that uh, Cedric Tilpin's playing more than he did when we played last. He's kind of elevated. He got 74% of snaps last game. And even James Prochet got some snaps and is... Uh, operating as a kick returner so um it seems like he might actually have a real role on that team it's not just like uh for intelligence purposes him and Kenyon drake both picked up and good for him man i mean you know obviously he had his struggles in in baltimore but he's a guy that we were all rooting for um alec i don't know if you still held on to uh everything from the james roche fan club or if you shipped that all <laughs> over to to cleveland this week but i mean you know, you always want to see guys have success, even if it's uh, on rival teams. You know, I think we'll need to, we'll need to see some more from James, but that's at least good to see that he's uh, found a new home and is at least getting a shot. Right, that's all you can ask for in life is a shot, and hopefully for Prochet, he's able to uh, make something from this, whether it works out with Cleveland or or some other team in the NFL. So. That said, I don't think we're going to have to worry about him. You know, burning us for for a hundred in yeah. this game to just, just have Prochet a feeling about that revenge game. Doesn't really have the speed I mean, for that. <laughs> look, man, again, like I said, I don't, I don't want the Ravens to overlook anything, but I feel like the odds are pretty, pretty good on that. Not happening on Sunday. Yeah. Well, moving over to the defensive side as well. We talked about earlier, uh, miles Garrett, obviously the big star player on this defense, um, continuing to just be a, a monster. Um, <laughs> Ravens, However, they're going to handle him. Uh, you know, if they're going to put Stanley, uh, they're going to put McCarry or Moses if he comes back healthy. Um, they're going to have to have a plan for him. Obviously, I think the more help, the better. Um, you know, using Ricard and a bit more of uh, pass blocking might help. Uh, getting Lamar out in space obviously could help. But I, I think at the end of the day, um, we're going to be con- we're going to be seeing a lot of the Ravens continue to lean on the run game kind of uh, block him out of the play. I think that's probably a good thing that uh, that they would try to do. And also just getting the ball out quickly as well. Just don't let their pass rush take over. Uh, don't let them dictate the play as our defense does with other offenses. So um, certainly a lot of guys you know, on that defense, I think, uh, can do uh, a lot of good things. Um, but it feels like, yeah, it's one of those where, you know, uh, their offense continues to execute at a high level. Uh, I think a lot of that can be mitigated in certain ways. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with Garrett is just figuring out how do you limit what he's going to do? Because you know that he's going to be a handful. You know he's going to disrupt. So like, how do you just minimize the impact of what he's going to do on a game? 
Um, past five matchups against the Ravens, he's had at least one sack. He's he's been able to have an impact there, and you know, I I think that uh, just what you're going to look at is just look at the same thing you did last week with uh with Mafe. You know, like you said, there there were plays where he was back there, he was disrupting, but. Aside from the fumble, you know the Ravens are basically pretty much able to neutralize that that effect. And you know, I, Garrett, he's he's an incredible athlete too, and Mafe is as well. I'm not I'm not sure uh, which of the two you would say is is more athletic. Um, I don't even know if it matters because they're both just freak athletes. But yeah, I think Chris, it's like you said last episode. You know, Lamar's just so fast back there that. Even if uh, Stanley gets beat sometimes, or, or whoever else is is you know uh, going up has to suffer the the short straw of going up against Garrett, you know I, at this point in his career, Lamar's got the athleticism with the the way he's seeing the field right now that you're not that worried about it, and you know he can get out of that situation. Um, which was that uh, two years, twenty twenty one, was it that? the game where Lamar backpedaled like 18 yards and then fired the the ball to Andrews in the end zone and mm-hmm. Garrett just had to shake his hand, I think. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Garrett's going to be a, a, something this offensive line is going to have to look out for. But, man, Lamar is the quarterback to go against him. That's uh, That's been a battle throughout both their careers, and it should be exciting to watch once again. We'll have to see what's happened with Morgan Moses, if he's available in this game or if we're going to be leaning on McCarry. And looking at their defense, they're relatively uh, healthy, except Greg Newsom is dealing with a groin injury. He was out. And uh, you know, looking at the snap counts, I will say it might have been uh, garbage time that Prochet was in. He had the same amount of spots uh, or same amount of snaps as uh, P.J. Walker. <laughs> so might have been uh, during garbage time. And similarly, the defense seemed to have some uh, replacements come in eventually, but it looks like they led um, or they leaned on Cameron Mitchell uh, for some of the snaps to kind of replace um, Newsom. And we'll have to see if he's able to be back from this groin injury. I feel like probably not. Groin injuries are difficult, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, I think that's going to be an interesting one. I'd, I'd like to see the Ravens test him. I, I think that would be something that you want to look at, particularly when you're trying to get uh, – Bateman some more opportunities when you're trying to figure out uh, what Odell's best role is in this offense. Yeah, I take advantage of that. I'm sure the Ravens are looking at that, but um, you know th- they had a couple opportunities against Seattle with Bateman to to go some deep balls down the sideline. Didn't work, and you know I forget if we specifically mentioned it in the recap against Seattle, but I know. Chris was mentioning it live, you know, the Ravens just kind of gave up attacking that part of the field, right? They saw that they they weren't having success there early on, but everything uh, in the middle of the field was working just fine. So just continuing to do that again in a game where we're expecting the Ravens will win big again, the game has to play out the division game. Anything can happen. I think you do want to try and, and get, take some shots there and try and get that part of the offense going. Like we said, the Ravens have made big plays this year, but you want to see them convert on those at a higher rate, particularly uh, from the deep passing game. Uh, so I would look at that as an opportunity here for the Ravens to to take some shots. I'm sure they will. We'll just have to see how 
effective that is and if that's something they they go back to um with what with any deal of frequency during the game love to see that love to see some more keaton mitchell um honestly i'm just like salivating at the thought right now i'm just having uh keaton breaking off some big runs and seeing some browns players just hands on the hips tired uh, chasing them down from behind so (laughs) i mean uh yeah shoot i mean just uh more of the good stuff (laughs) i mean it just you know it's it, it sounds simple and uh obviously very very hard to to execute in practice but uh but yeah, I mean, they've they've got the pieces, man. Um, you know, we've seen this game plan work out before. Um, you can do a lot of things to kind of throw them off balance, um, as long as they execute well. And uh, you know, it'll it'll definitely be a challenge. Um, like I said, I mean, aside from Garrett too, I mean, I think the Browns' defensive line is probably a top five unit in the league. Period. So um, you know, it's not an easy task. Um, the the thing that you know, I kind of hang my head on. I'm sure you guys would agree to um, that the run blocking this year, particularly over the last couple of games, I think has been uh, pretty, pretty great. So, um, you know, they, they definitely can do it. The question is whether they're going to. So hopefully the Ravens are able to limit the turnovers in this game. Like we mentioned, they've been able to generate turnovers this defense. And uh, that's the way that the Ravens lose. You know, the Ravens lose when they shoot themselves in the foot. They're really good at winning when they just uh, can execute their game plan because they're just so talented. So that's what I'm looking at here because this, de- this defense is definitely opportunistic. They're pretty good. And um, they'll, they'll be able to take advantage of those opportunities if uh, if granted. So I think the big thing that we got to focus on is, like, you know, no fumbles, hopefully, in this game. Good decision made by Lamar. And then we'll be uh, – Probably be golden, honestly. Is it the time of the show where we do some uh, bold predictions? Absolutely. I'll go with mine. Um, I think uh, I kind of mentioned it before, but I, I'm I'm really liking I'm really liking the Kyle Hamilton matchup here. Um, just uh, yeah, I mean, obviously with with Watson's shoulder, um, I feel like it's tough. Um, you know, he he can air it out. Uh, sometimes, but I feel like a lot of the film I'm watching him recently, I think there's a lot more underneath stuff. And to be honest, I feel like that's kind of actually one of his weak spots. Um, accuracy isn't the best, I think, in some of the short stuff. And, uh, you know, Hamilton plays a lot in uh, a lot of those underneath coverages. So I'm going to say Hamilton gets at least uh, two pass deflections. He's actually got four on the season so far, so that would uh, add 50% on top of uh, his season total. So I think that would be pretty big. I'm going to say the Ravens win this. Uh, it's obviously a home game. Uh, we're going to be out there. We're going to be, uh, we're going to be cheering on the defense, making sure that we get those uh, false starts from the Browns, get them off, get them off their game. So I'm going to say the Ravens win this one. You know what? Um, this might be a little cocky, but I'm going to say we win by at least, at least 10. Um, I'm, I'm feeling like this may not be a close game. Uh, I'll say Ravens 30, 30 to 17. I like that one. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, right? You look at this and you do have to acknowledge that the Browns, like we said, they performed really well the past four weeks, but so did Detroit coming into the bank. So did Seattle. I think that the Ravens have more talent than the Browns do. Um, Watson still doesn't look like he's able to put together four full quarters of football. And I think with the way the Ravens run defense is going, that's what a quarterback needs to do to, to keep pace with 
with what the Ravens defense is doing and what's clicking with the offense. So I think that the Browns will, they'll fight, they'll fight certainly. And I really hope that this is an easy game for the Ravens. I'm going to say pretty similar to what Chris is saying. I had this score already written down before uh, Chris put it out, but I'm going to go 27 to 16 Ravens. So pretty close. Bold prediction. Um, the easy one here is to take money Mark, right? Mark Andrews always seems to have a big game against Cleveland. That's a matchup that really favors the Ravens. Uh, but I'm going to stick at the tight end position. But again, hopefully this is a game where the starters won't have to do as much. So we can, again, just like last week, give some opportunities to some guys who are more role players right now. And, and who we'd love to see have bigger roles in this offense. Um, without an injury opening that up, obviously. But <laughs> so we started giving him some more targets this week or this past week against Seattle. Let's give uh, my bowl prediction a touchdown for Isaiah likely. Ooh. Like that. All right, guys. So we've got here uh, Ravens are favored by six over under tw- uh, 38 points. And if you go back and look at the Browns um, and their, you know, game logs for all the games they've played this year there's this big outlier game against the ravens obviously backup quarterback um where they only put up 166 yards in every other game it's been over 300 i'm gonna say we keep them under 200 yards with their starting quarterback in uh <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not predicting like no injury to the watts i'm just saying like even with him around i think under 200 yards and um you know i keep hating i feel like on this defense almost disrespecting them by assuming that uh <laughs> that these uh their offenses are going to be able to score points and uh and today i'm going to say no i think we're going to see more of the same they're they aren't going to go in the end zone um maybe they get two field goals maybe they get one field goal maybe they get no field goals maybe it's a shutout who knows but i think the ravens are going to have another statement win i think the the nfl is going to continue talking about them starting to get serious guys um so Let's say, uh, what, 35 to 3 Ravens? Just, I think it's just, we're just going to keep stacking, guys. I think it's important that we keep doing this because, uh, you know, we want to not look past them. And uh, let's just say that the Ravens are disciplined this year and they're able to just pile on. Well, with that, let us know your goal prediction, score prediction. Leave them in the comments or message us on Twitter. We'd love to see it at one winning pod on all social media and we'll be back after what will hopefully be a big ratings win and then a unbelievably tight turnaround that i hate for production purposes <laughs> to go and play the Bengals. well let's not look ahead go ravens beat the browns <laughs>